Joining us on the phone lines this morning, our good friend Steve Gill with The Gill Report. This segment sponsored by God Bless the USA Bible. You can find out more at GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Good morning, Stephen. Happy President's Day. Good morning and happy President's Day. Who's your favorite president? You know, I, I always fall back on Lincoln, but I am a big fan of DJT. How about you? Yeah, I'd put Trump and Reagan as kind of in the modern era. And then uh, you got to go with the founders, you know, Washington, Jefferson, Adams. And then I think Teddy Roosevelt gets overlooked a lot of the time. He uh, he was a, a man's man, gave us uh, a lot of the West, Yellowstone uh, and National Parks, and uh, did uh, uh, did some amazing things for the country, both uh, as I guess he was mayor of New York, was one of the Rough Riders, and uh, did a great job as president as well. Who is your Who is your least favorite president? <laughs> Most destructive president, horrible president. Oh, I, I think in the, the current one, in only two years, has done more destruction than most have done in four or eight. So I'd have to put Joe Biden at the top of the list. Mm, yeah, that's pretty fair. Him and Barack Obama, they're right up there. All right, speaking of President's Day. A rally over the weekend in Nashville over some controversy where there are some Republicans that want to rename Representative John Lewis Way to President Trump Boulevard. Now, on the show earlier, when I hit this story once, I filed this one under petty legislation. Your take on it. Oh, I definitely think it's petty legislation. And I'm a big fan of Donald Trump. And there are plenty of roads and bridges and schools and things that we could name for Donald Trump that uh, don't require taking the name of, of a civil rights icon who, you know, led marches in Nashville as, as a young man to, to you know, desegregate uh, parts of Nashville at the time in, in the 60s. Uh, you don't have to take John Lewis's name off something to find a place to put Donald Trump's name. I, I would hope that these two legislators, one in the House, one in the Senate, are doing this to provoke conversation about the fact that the same leftist and, and woke crowd that are outraged over this have have not said a word as other efforts to, to take the names off of uh, roads and schools and tear down statues has taken place. I think the hypocrisy of the left has been on parade, and I would hope that these legislators aren't doing it as a petty tit for tat, uh, you know, repay. I hope it's to evoke conversation of this is wrong, whether you're doing it to a a, a liberal or to a conservative. Historical figures shouldn't have their names removed because. Suddenly, uh, some woke crowd today gets uh, gets their panties in a wad. So I, I would hope that that's what it's for. Uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think it's going to actually happen. Uh, I don't think that the state legislature uh, has you know really a, a business in trying to take names off of things. I don't think that the city of Nashville, which uh, was taking names off of schools, had any business doing that. And hopefully this will get uh, adults on both sides of, uh, of the aisle, uh, I guess to paraphrase uh, Donald Trump, there are good people on both sides, and hopefully some of the good people on both sides will step up and say, stop it. This yeah. nonsense about renaming stuff needs to come to an end. But it is you know, hypocrisy on parade that you had this rally in Nashville over removing John Lewis's name, but they don't have any problem removing you know, Thomas Jefferson's name from schools, don't have any problem with you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln being castigated, to, you know, Columbus. I mean, just go back and, and attack historical figures because uh, the woke crowd today is uh, is upset, while at the same time they see no reason to uh, uh, to admit that, well, the other side can do it too. So if you're going to do it, they can do it too. Again, I don't like the tit for tat, but uh, again, it's time for people of good sense to, to get together and say, let's just stop it.
Yeah. We have bigger fish to fry. And making that local, I remember they were going to, their activists in the city wanting to rename Poplar Avenue to Black Lives Matter Avenue. Okay? Insanity. Uh, and really that could lead into the big story happening here. Blue lives matter. Though you're not hearing a peep by the activists in town when a black officer passed away over the weekend when he was shot by a guy that had been arrested nearly 40 times, Steve. Meanwhile, the NAACP here is filing a letter to the DOJ requesting that they investigate the Memphis Police Department for what they said essentially murdering people of color. Well, and, and again, where's Al Sharpton and, and where are the marches through the streets of Memphis uh, uh, showing their concern and distress over the shooting and, and killing of this police officer? Uh, again, you know, Memphis has long had uh, serious racial division, uh, and the problem today is you've got uh, uh, folks that are throwing gasoline on the fire rather than finding ways to, to bring people together to focus on the real issues that are producing the, the real problems in Memphis, which tend to be black-on-black black crime, black-on-black black murders, and instead they'd, they'd rather uh, you know try to blame President Trump when uh, black police officers beat a young black man to death, that somehow that's Donald Trump's fault, that's white supremacy. Again, it is fomenting anger and hatred that we're seeing played out all over the country time and time again when young kids, children, uh, are, are acting out in the same way that they're being taught by the adults. And it's not going to come to an end until adults start acting like adults. And I know I sound like a broken record, but where are the black pastors, where are the black churches uh, speaking up and, and taking hold of, of their community? Because I, I can go in and speak to the black community. It's not going to have nearly the same impact if a, if a black preacher and black leaders in Memphis speak up about the, uh, the need for black men to start acting like black men uh, for— uh, for fathers to uh, father uh, the the children they produce and prevent uh, the the cycle of poverty and and, uh, and lack of education and and hopelessness that that has been a problem for way too long in Memphis and in other big cities, but I think the uh, the black pastors have to start stepping up and uh, you know it's interesting as we're seeing this Asbury um, uh, you know days after days of this this college where where. You know, hundreds, thousands are gathering and, and preaching the gospel where you're seeing uh, a revolution uh, embracing Christ. Why aren't we seeing that uh, in the black churches in Memphis as well? Why, why is this happening at a white college, um, you know, several hundred miles away, but not in Memphis where maybe, maybe a, uh, a coming back to Jesus might have an impact? I wanted to get your take because you're in Nashville, and we've had a lot of our citizen journalists— who have been chiming in on our Stop Memphis Crime page on Facebook, question why the governor isn't doing more about the crime in Memphis. Now, the argument would be, well, they refer us back to local government officials. But Memphis City officials aren't doing jack squat about the crime here. Is there any way that the Tennessee General Assembly, which is controlled by Republicans, could do something about this more than what they've already or haven't done? Well, first of all, I would say, you know, what is Governor Lee doing? I mean, what what is he doing? It's not just the Memphis crime issue. Our education uh, uh, commissioner is is failing to perform. You know, our education, our schools are in a shambles. Uh, we have uh, the problems of of uh, all sorts across the state of Tennessee, and the crime issue isn't limited to, to Memphis. Nashville seeing an increase, Chattanooga seeing an increase. It, it's it's a question I think of. You know, Governor Lee has just embarked on his 
second four-year term, uh, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to say what significant uh, uh, achievements were made in the first four years, and I doubt that we'll see any more in the second. You know, the, the thing that the governor has more than anything is the bully pulpit. Of, of being able to bring people together to talk about, to, to try and focus in on issues like how do we address crime in Memphis and in our other major cities. When we're defunding the police, when we're uh, having the uh, the racial activists on the left foment this anger and hatred of police, you know, we just saw in, in Austin, Texas, these, you know, street riders, uh, you know, gathering. And, and then when the police showed up, they literally forced the police out of the, that area with throwing fireworks at them. We just saw a similar thing in Nashville uh, the other night as well. They didn't use fireworks, but the police didn't do anything to stop it. This this anti-police attitude that uh, Barack Hussein Obama started and has now played out with uh, the death of a lot more cops than, than uh, uh, you know black people killed by white cops is uh, is what's you know bearing fruit. And it is a it is a, a nasty uh, undelicious fruit to have to eat, but uh, it was started by Obama. It has not been uh, slowed by the leadership in the in the black community. It's not been slowed by our leaders in in Congress uh, in Washington or in in the state. And it's not going to stop until people say enough is enough. Uh, and again, particularly in the black community, it's it's uh, it's black children, black young men, uh, and, inclu- and increasingly some you know black young women that are that are are, are being the victims of this violent crime. And, and if, you know, I think it was Golda Meir once said about Israel that, that they would not have peace with the Palestinians until the Palestinians loved their children more than they hated the Israelis. We're not going to have peace in our, our inner cities until black parents love their kids enough to demand better of black leadership, black pastors, uh, white and black uh, politicians. Parents have to love their kids enough to stop the hate. Steve Gill with the Gill Report, and we appreciate you joining us every Monday and Thursday. Thanks for breaking it down. Always insightful. You can follow Steve on Twitter at the Gill Report. A lot of things that we talk about, you'll find there as well. Steve, thanks for joining us in Memphis today, and have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you Thursday. Thank you.